Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Uh oh, there's trouble. There's two <laughs> trouble. Now. Yeah, a lot of trouble. I suddenly trouble. feel very overdressed for this after what I walked into. <laughs> yeah, I kind of noticed that myself. <laughs> Amy Seaman with us, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Galfan joins us, of course. Uh, also, Andy jumps in for that third hour. So let's talk about the 12 moms of Christmas. How's it going? It's going amazing. And this is going to be quite the vibe shift here from <laughs> all the laughter. Um, no, it's going amazing. And I, I'm excited to be back and share some really incredible updates since I was on last. So one being uh, Shields, which is a community staple store. They have a little something for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. After the show... Um, in the past, they've always donated to my two cars, and there was um, a change in my point of contact, and I reached out, and they decided this year they're going to do a $1,000 gift card for all 12 moms. Wow. wow. I was in the middle of the mall shopping, and I stopped out of my tracks, and I just started bawling. And people are walking by, and I'm like, I don't care. They're happy tears. They're happy tears. I'm so happy. <laughs> if you see me out and about right now, I look very deranged. But... Um, that think about it, it's not just the amount of money it's the fact that like they that empowerment that these women are going to feel to be able to take their kids shopping yeah right mm -hmm. like just that gift yeah. of being able to yeah. give that to their kids and feel like they have that control um that's pretty incredible so that was huge um another big update so financially i have raised over seven thousand dollars and that is just in cash that i get to give my moms because I've raised so much, I've collected so many donations wow. and toys and gifts and goods that I get to give them. I'm giving them each $3,000 and then I'm sharing some with um, some of the other influencers who haven't quite raised as much just because all these moms mm -hmm. need, there's never mm -hmm. enough money, right? There's never enough money for what they need. And so I'm sharing it, but that's like three months of rent for yeah, these that's, moms. That's insane. Oh, yeah. yep. And then to not also have to buy any Christmas gifts 
and to have some extra money to go shopping, to have some gas gift cards. Like that can be the thing that really changes their course going Mm. into the new year. Yeah, no question about it. Gelfand, you know more about Christmas than they. Oh, wait a minute. What are you what are you insinuating? <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, Mikey. It's That's Hanukkah. right, it's Hanukkah. Yeah. I'm gonna uh I'm not gonna light the candles this year because typically my cat tries to set the house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and you know the, the these classic menorahs that I know that my parents had, they mm-hmm. uh, you know, they were they they were just they were plain. Uh, today, you know, you've got neon lights and all this stuff. But the, the thing about the, the classic Hanukkah menorahs was that the candles, the, you'd get these bright candles. I don't know where you'd get them, but you'd get them. And they would never fit. So they always would they'd get to like half burned and then they'd just fall out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I don't know. I think it's, a, I think it's an anti-Semitic plot. Oh, it's a plot against the Jews? Yeah, I think so, yeah. They're sabotaging their candles. Yeah, yeah the crappy menorah my... people are plotting already. <laughs> Uh, you can't trust him. <clears throat> it is, ladies and gentlemen, Hanukkah, Christmas coming up, Kwanzaa coming up. So do you think, and I'm asking everybody on the show, but particularly Andy, Amy, and Gail fan, um, do you think the people can be happy in December now? They've been so damn crabby now for about two straight years. Can can we, it's the holiday season for almost everybody. Can we be in a better mood? What do you think? Well, uh, the only thing I'd say about it is that uh, the holiday season can be can be wonderful for some people, but it can mm-hmm. be really terrible for others because yeah, you know yeah. if if they don't have much going on and they're yeah. lonely and maybe you know like I like I know I know three people who lost loved ones about exactly a year ago right or in one yeah. case a yeah. couple of weeks ago, I, you know and so it just kind of compounds the grief I think so if sure. if you don't you know but but I think as as time goes on. People get into the holiday spirit anyway, so I, I think I think mostly there's things to do, you know, and and if you're lucky, you've got family around. So I I think I think most people are going to be happier, but you know you can kind of see the other way too. I'll, I'll talk about the mothers who can't take mm-hmm. their kids shopping, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess yep. I guess it. The, my own conclusion was I, I I think you just have to try to be a little more charitable. Mm-hmm. I think there's also this pressure of like, I should be happy during this yeah. time, yeah. you know? And then I think that also adds on to some mental health issues or just the grief. Yes. Um, so I think that's really difficult for a lot as well. I've also found in conversation, a lot of people are not decorating this year. Huh. And I don't know, I think there's a burnout. Yeah. Yep. I think we're still in that burnout phase where it just feels too overwhelming to pull out all the decorations to go yeah. up the tree. I mean, I've just talked to some of you like, I'm not even putting a tree up this year. Yeah, I was almost. Like a, I, I I thought about not putting up my crash this year. Your what? Crash. It's crash. You don't know a crash. You don't know crash. Nope. <laughs> it's like a it's like a nativity scene. Oh, okay. Th- therefore, I'm being ironic. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Oh, I, makes- every, every year I threaten to have like a 15 foot high crash, you know. With- I was going to play baby Jesus one year. And <laughs> didn't work yeah, out for me. I didn't make the cut. Um, so I grew up in a small town in Indiana and we had what they called the Holy Walk every year. So one of the families in town, they had this lot of land and they would do the whole like nativity scene with live characters. And one year I was in high school and I was, I was asked to play a Virgin Mary. <gasps> 
and my <laughs> my boyfriend was Joseph, Ooh. and one of my girlfriends came, and she stood in the back, and she yelled, "Virgin, my ass!" <laughs> <laughs> That's an unfortunate film. Unfortunate Mom, if you're listening, words, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, the holiday season, yeah. <laughs> no, no question about it. And you know, the but other everybody thing. Everybody seems to... in the studio, everybody's in. Yeah, the, I was right. only going to say. trample me. That's... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm used to it by now. I was just going <laughs> to say, the, and, and the Minnesota Gophers are in a bowl game. So it's another reason. <laughs> yeah, what is it, pinstripe again, or what is it? Oh, no, it's not even that prestigious. Oh, no, no, no. it's, what, it's the it bottom of the bottom. <laughs> what was it called? I can't remember. It has some weird name. I don't I don't even think they it's, bothered to name it. it. They just the, said generic bowl game. Quick Lane Bowl. Quick Lane Bowl. The Quick Lane Bowl. Yeah. What? Yep. Never heard of it. I don't know what it is. Quick Lane, I think, is a. Think... It's like they sell tires mostly, right? Uh, really? Their logo is a football going through a tire, so that would make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hey, they the payout's two million bucks, so you know I'd, well, I'd do it. Just me versus the Gophers. You probably and Amy. Do you know what the bowl game is? Wouldn't be. Uh, I do. Yes, I actually. Um, my husband's family is a long line of referees, so Dang. football oh. is big in our huh. home. Detroit, really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, just Detroit. I mean, it's December 26th, so they get to spend Christmas in Detroit. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> what a thrill that is. But okay, let's get back to because Amy, uh, about, I met you what, about a year and a half ago, something like yeah. that. And mm-hmm. it was, I'll never forget that because it was such, it made everybody feel so good. I felt yeah. great. You did. It was a it was a wonderful moment. We need a lot more of those these yes. days. Yes, we do. Yeah, it has it has been really wonderful. I I did have a bit of a mental breakdown one day. Um, just the you know I I kind of kept saying I can take the stress of these moms you know so that they don't have to have it. And then all of a sudden, physically, I was like waking up with migraines. I was having night sweats because that's how stress manifests in my body. And I realized yeah. like. I am absorbing their emotional labor on top of the emotional labor of just being a mom in the holidays. And it came kind of crashing down. So I took a day to just sort of regroup. um, And then I was ready to go again. And so I will say on the 13th day, I'm going to rest. So we give the cars on the 12th. And on the 13th, I've cleared my calendar and I'm going to rest. But I'm so I'm so proud of um, what I've been able to do for these families and what this community has done. And I think part of, you know, I know what Tommy said, please don't refer to me as an influencer at one point. And I had uh, that word kind of gives me a little bit of ick at times too. Um, But I think about it in the way that like I have this platform and me showing up as my most authentic self has built this community of people who want to be in my orbit. And I love that. And these people are good people and they're willing to do whatever they can to help. And that's what makes me so proud to be able to say I'm an influencer is I'm using my influence for good and really am making a huge, huge difference this year in these lives. And I'm I'm just really, I'm proud. I cry about every day. Like I went to Target. There were some last minute needs that I thought of for the moms. And so I created a Target list. And I said, if anyone wants to order these, um, have it for pickup at the Maple Grove Target and I'll run in and get it. Within a day and a half, my entire list was checked off. I got there to pick up and all of a sudden I get to my car and I can't, there's not room to put everything in my car. Oh. And I just start crying in the parking lot. And I'm like, this is... <laughs> again, if you... I am very emotionally unstable right Same. now. Same. But I'm just like, what a beautiful moment. Like so much goodness that I couldn't even like fit it in my car. And then um, Brittany 
um, helped me get on with Lori and Julia. I've been on their show before as well. And after that, I got in my car and I had a DM from a woman right away who said, um, sent me a long message. So she was in a similar situation years ago. She was in a very toxic, abusive marriage for 10 years. She was a stay at home mom of four kids. And she's like, I, she's like, this made me stop, pull over to the side of the road. I had to reach out to you because she's like, I know what this is like. I know how it is to have to navigate the justice system, how to get back into the workforce again, how to figure out how you're going to provide for your kids without depending on your husband. And so she said, what can I do? She said, financially, I have nothing I can really offer, but what can I do? And I thought, you know what? If you could write a letter to each of these moms, if you're willing to like share your story and offer up your number and or an email or whatever so that they have somebody who's gone through it before that they can talk to. Turns out yeah. she has a degree in psychology. And so she's like, yeah, she's like, I've been wanting to do more. And this just like spoke to me. And I And she's like, I wish... She's like, I wish I had someone like you when I was going through this. And that just like made me realize like, oh my gosh, like next year, like what can I do? Like, you know, more, yeah. more, like who else can I help? But I think even something as simple as that of like offering up a listening ear, if you've been through it before, like that's, that's something that they need. Yeah. Cause you can't always give money. Like right. I, there's people, mm-hmm. there's situations and when yes. you feel, and I think Amy, you have to say like I, I I appreciate you reaching out to your resources and I'm lucky to be one of them because yeah. like I every this time of year, Tom, you know this, like my mom struggled. Yeah. And yeah. it's yep. like we've talked about we were talking about it with uh, somebody is like this is a minefield. Like the mm-hmm. holidays are a minefield. And yep. if you have if somebody gives you a chance to do direct good like this, mm-hmm. it just feels so good. So I yes. have to say thank you for yeah. everything you do and like keep reaching out and yeah. keep keep talking to your network because like that's what it feels out of the holidays like this is the time where I go gosh you know I did a I did a lot of shitty things but like being able to like help you with your cause is Mm -hmm. actually one nice thing I've done this year and it's been amazing it's amazing to just give the platform and the space I mean I have people again who yeah financially I understand that everyone can contribute there's been so many other ways um some people are like I'm gonna go advocate on your behalf so they're reaching out to their network to different mom groups, to different um, businesses that they worked with to help kind of get donations. Um, Some of my neighbor friends just offered to help wrap the gifts. And so I was dropping off the gifts for them to wrap. So there's just a lot of um, amazing ways that people have come together right now. And it does, like you said, it's like at the end of the year, this is just something it's heavy and it's sad, but it's also joyful at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. Hence why my emotions are like, well, I mean, look, I love the fact that you burst into tears because it reminded me of a woman on a date with Gelfan. <laughs> Who also needs our help. Yes. And once they started crying, that was two of us. Okay. <laughs> he had to do it. He had to throw it in there. Now, it's a, I, I hope that everybody pays attention and realizes the great benefit for you. Let's, let's say, you know, you only cared about your own feelings and you did this for just because it made you feel better. Mm-hmm. It will make you feel better. Yeah. There's no question. It's yeah. wonderful to help other people, yeah. particularly people who really need the help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we were lucky, Tom, too. Like, after she was on, we had so many listeners reach out and mm-hmm. figuring out how they want to help and whatever. And, like, yeah. I just love to be a part of a community that, yeah. like, yeah, we joke around and disart, you know, argue about how who loves Taylor Swift more. But, like, at the end of the day... <laughs> 
when listeners like what really matters we show up and like yeah. our listeners show up and uh, you know I think that that's something to be said that like I'm very proud to be a part of yeah. this community that we've made did you know you have an unofficial um, Tom Bernard Facebook page no. There's like a fan. There's like the a fan, fan page. page. Yeah, it's yeah. run by so, Joe from Louisville. Yeah, so Joe sent an email to Brittany oh. after it's on last, and then forwarded it to me. And he's like, "Why don't you join the group, and then you can just post there and blast it." And then from doing that, some people have reached out offering different resources as well. So that's yeah. great. So now I'm I'm also a part of your your fan page. Very <laughs> <laughs> hey, fan. Yeah, I, I haven't been on social media in like 10, 11 years. It's been a long time. Yeah, Joe's awesome like so that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, I have I have a Mike Gelson enmity page. Enmity. Wow. There, I, Is that I an like invite that. to join? Um, <laughs> no, I, I I urge you not to, but I can't stop people. I understand. I, I just hope people do understand that this is necessary. There are people, and I know they think, oh, we live in America. Everybody does great. No, they do not. Mm-mm. Not everybody does well just because this is America. Yeah. Correct. There's um, some other Facebook group pages that I've joined that are like low-income moms that kind of a community together. Mm-hmm. Man, I oh, every day there's one. There was one yesterday where this woman just got out of a situation, had to move into um, a new place. She has two young kids. She's like, I have no beds. I have no blankets. I have no pots and pans. I have no food. I can't. I don't have a vehicle to get to pick up my food stamps. Like, can anybody do anything? And it's it's it just rips you apart to read that and think about that visually and then um the also like beautiful thing is the other moms that are in very similar situations are the ones that are coming to help her like they don't even have anything to give themselves but they're all helping each other and it's just like it's again it's that it's like sad but there's like beauty in that of how they're all like finding their community but they're just, it, I could go just down a rabbit hole of how many people really do need help. And of course, the moms, being a mom myself, it just like tugs at my heart. Do, do people, are people as giving or receptive to giving as they should be now? Or, in other words, are people kind of holding back? Because it is a very emotional time, you know, a lot of anger out there, but it is the holidays. So they got, they're going, oh my God, I, should I be happy? Should I be mad? Uh, is there a... Is there a problem for some people kind of figuring out which way to go these days? Probably. I mean, I'm not a trained psychologist, so um, it's hard to say. But yes, I mean, I think I even I even experienced that. Right. It's like, yeah, you you want the joy of the holidays for your children because it's really magical to see it in their eyes. But there's also just um, the stress of all of it of like, you know, we're hosting, we're having family coming into town to stay. Um, and there's like meal planning and, you know, gift buying and how many gifts are too much. And, you know, my 11 year old doesn't want anything. He doesn't want people to spend money on him, which is just like, really? he's, he's just the oldest, sweetest, sweetest soul. And it's like, yep. I, I, while I appreciate that, I'm like, you're 11 and I want you to be 11. And I want you to know that like people want to buy you things. And, and I always have to tell him, he's very hyper aware of money, which again, I think will serve him very well in the long run. He gets that from his father, not from me. Um, <laughs> but also there are times where I'm like, honey, like you have to understand if mom and dad couldn't do it, we wouldn't. Yeah. Like we aren't people that are going to put ourselves in a financial situation that is going to be detrimental to the family. So like just be 11 and, and trust us that it's our job to worry about the finances and not your job. But 
you know, it's tricky. It's tricky because you're managing your kids' emotions on top of it, yeah. right? And like there was one year, I remember we went way overboard on gifts. And um, it got to the point by the end was the biggest like unveiling was we were taking them on a Disney cruise. And by the time they got there, they had no reaction because they were overstimulated. Yeah. And that was disappointing for me because I wanted like tears and like screams yeah. and they were just kind of like, so I really learned to scale way, way, way back. Why do you think you were so attracted? Because I was just asked this, as a matter of fact, I think from the last time you were on, it's like, Tom, why are you, well, you get so in- involved with helping people out during the holiday and blah, blah, blah. Because even though my mother had zero money, I mean, it was not just zero, it was minus. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know how the hell she did it, but we all got a, got a gift at Christmas time and it was always a really nice gift and all the rest of it. So imagine, I, all I can do is picture in my head, if my mother was dirt poor mm-hmm. and I don't know what she had to go through to get these gifts for us, but think about that. You're sitting down and you do realize I have no money to get mm-hmm. gifts from my children. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that feels like. Oh, I just, Tom, I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, yeah. Because yep. of my mom. See, I, I'm the youngest, you know, and my sister is the oldest. And I, we always talk about our childhood so differently because my mom kept the magic. I, yeah. My sister was more aware of everything. She's like, oh, we mm-hmm. were broke. And I was like, what do you mean? When I got that giant Simba stuffed animal? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you don't even know what mom would yeah. run around. She would cry in yep. her bed. And, like, I had no idea. My mom kept me in a bubble. Like, it's mm-hmm. 90% of my personality is because my mom let me be a kid for so long. Don't and blame I, that on your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Beverly. Yeah. But like, you know, I just go, how did she do that? Like, she, she, there was something magical about that to have three kids living alone in Stillwater with a mortgage and substitute teaching while bartending because you're trying to get into the work in a school system. It's like, blows my mind mm-hmm. what my mom would do mm-hmm. and, and, yep. and, and shelter us from and, and keep that magic alive. I just, I just yeah. think my mom, I, I think about her traveling from North Dakota to Stillwater and like how terrifying that must have mm-hmm. been. Like I'm, I'm scared to like, like switch houses with Justin and Gogo. Like mm-hmm. I just, I just blows Moms my are mind. for us to be reckoned with no. for sure. So there was strong. one, um, one of the moms. So uh, the collectively there's 12 moms, um, we're kind of divided up by dealership and by car. And one of the other influencers through a different dealership had posted her story. She kind of reached out and said, help me. Like, you know, what tips can you share? You're, you're getting amazing donations. And I said, you really have to connect people to the story of these, of these women. Like what, who are they? What are, what do they need? What are they struggling with? And she did. And oh my goodness, her mom is, has been on and off homeless. And she said, she'll put her kids in the car and they'll go on an adventure. And she said, her kids think that they're living this like life of travel. And yet they have no idea it's because they don't have a home at that time. And so her wish is to be able to take them on an actual vacation. Oh God. And so it's that, it's that like you're, you do, you keep that from your kids because you want to protect them as much as you can. So I had enough, um, from what I had raised that I sent her over $800 to use towards her moms. Because again, it's like they all need something. And at this point I'm really, I want, I just want to help them all as best I can. But yeah, you think about that. I mean, I, I feel like pit in my stomach, unable to sleep, unable to eat is how it would feel. Yeah. If I was in those situations and and you have paralyzed. Sometimes when I get so overwhelmed to become paralyzed, like I am like fight, flight or freeze. I'm a freeze mentality. Yeah, I just think I I don't know. Anytime I think about the time, and you know this, anytime you probably think of your mom in that situation, you go, "How did mm-hmm. she do it?" 
It's amazing. Well, I'll give you an example. Hey, kids, it's going to be a great Christmas. We're taking the bus to Como Park. Oh, boy. I know. We get to wave at anyone we want. <laughs> it's like a parade. Right. Just for but you. I didn't know. I thought I thought that was a very special thing and a very cool thing. So yeah. I didn't know, right? Yeah. yeah. I hope as a little kid you don't know what your parents are supposed yeah. to do if they don't have any money at Christmas time. You probably mm-hmm. shouldn't know that. Yeah. But no, I, I don't have any bad memories of Christmas at all. My mother did a magnificent, busted her ass to do it, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But kind of exactly what you guys are talking about. Mothers can step up. I do know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like the multitasking and the, and the, and again, it's like one thing if you're a stressed person and you're walking around stressed and showing it, but to not only be that stressed and then to turn it off and be like, Hey, let's go, let's go to Como Zoo. Let's take the bus. Mm -hmm. You know, in your mind, you're like, this is all I can do for my kids right now. Yeah. And to not be able to like, to continue to move forward with that happy phase, but it not, it's like always in the back of your mind, right? Like you can't, you can't forget it and let it go yourself, but you do have to put on your happy face. Although my 11 year old, like I said, I can't, nothing can go past him. And he's been mm-hmm. very in tune with what's been going on with the 12 moms. And he gets super excited with me. We hug and we cry together when, you know, a big check comes in. Um, but I, but I'm also trying to be like, these are happy tears and these, and trying yeah. to protect him a little bit because he absorbs my emotions. Sure. And so there's like these layers to it where it's like, I don't want him to be, I want him to see the good that I'm doing yeah, and the impact and the community that's coming together. But I don't want him to absorb like the stress of it all as well. Yeah. And by the way, Galfan, you're not hiding anything. I can hear you thinking, thank God I'm not Goyasha. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I was just thinking back to all, <laughs> the, hey. I was just thinking back all, to all the, the great Hanukkahs and Christmas we experienced as kids. Oh, wait a minute. There weren't any. I'm no, sorry. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I actually think about is I, I feel really I feel really badly for um, people who there are so many people out there who simply can't enjoy any of this stuff. You know, yeah. the the, uh, the halfway houses are filled to the brim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the mental illness is, is you know, it's it's a huge thing. Uh, and I, of course, Tom, you know what it's like, and I know what it's like to be a kid and, and you know live in a house with with mental illness. Mm-hmm. I was, of course, one of those people who was mentally ill, so I didn't look at it from inside. But, you are absolutely yeah. But I mean, but I mean, really, there's 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 just so much out there. Yesterday, I was um, I was uh, on the internet because I'm going to do a story about um, about my uh, my you know Lundegaard's kid. Uh, Bob Lenegar is oh, a friend of mine forever, and yep. his son was was the one who was, you probably read about it, was stabbed to death in at a bus stop in Edina, and yep. then, so I start looking like I'm trying to figure out where the guy who murdered him where like where did he live? I want to be able to trace that, and and then I I'm looking at like. 35 different halfway houses, yeah. sober houses, metal wards. Oh, yeah. It goes on and on, and you can see this underbelly there. So, um, you know, I just, I, I think it's a time of year, and, and of course this goes back to what Amy said, it's a time of year to be able to connect with with people like that, with people who are suffering, and do something, do anything you can to make things mm-hmm. just a little easier for them. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing it's really, and maybe I don't know if I said this last time or not, but the thing that it's really reminded me of too is just the importance of shopping small 
because these small businesses, the small restaurants, the small shops, they are the ones that are the first to raise their hand and donate goods, mm. wow. services, gift cards. And they are struggling. Like so many, you know, I'm very well connected to a lot of the boutiques because I'm a fashion stylist and that's what I do. And I've had so many conversations with them about how difficult this holiday season has been. Black Friday sales were way down. Shop small Saturdays were way down. September, October were really hard. And so they are struggling to keep their lights on, but yet they're the first to be like, what do you need? And and giving goods from their store. And so it just reminds me, I know it's so easy to go on Amazon, you know, get the prime deals delivered to your house in two days or whatever and all the Black Friday sales, but it really is a reminder of how important it is to keep this community alive to shop small whenever we can. It is a wonderful thing that you do. That's why I've always liked you, Amy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you again for your hard work because yeah. I know it's very hard work. There's no doubt about that. It is very emotional work. No mm -hmm. doubt about that. You probably don't sleep a whole lot in December, do you? I do not. Nope. I do not. Um, but I do have, I did have an idea. Um, I think next year I'm going to do a Christmas in July. And so I'm going to use the month of July to start to get ahead of it and really campaign for 12 moms then as a kickoff, because I think a lot of people sometimes are in a better financial position in the middle of the year than December when yep. they have all these other expenses. So that's kind of my plan for next year to just spread out the um, emotional instability <laughs> to two months out of the year instead of one. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Matter of fact, you should come in studio. We'll get Santa to that? come in in oh. July. That'll be yeah. magnificent. I would love that. I, I, I Will you wear a Santa attitude. suit? Tom, are you going to be Santa? Can you even imagine Santa <laughs> with this voice? Hey, kid, how you oh my God, Gogo would lose her mind because she goes, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I, mean, I think most kids would just be frightened. Yeah, yeah, terrified. Uh, yeah. But like... <laughs> He's got a weird beard and he sounds like that. Oh my God. <laughs> But Amy, do come back. I would love All the to. love in the world you, for Tom. you and people like you that, that reach out and help people who really, really need help. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Magnificent. Happy holidays. Take a break. Happy holidays, everyone. We will be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E -E That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that does doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res car. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. 
Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Well, by we, I don't mean Brittany, but all the rest of us are back. But no, she's like crying. I just had, I to, run, I had to run up. She's tearing up over the, the holiday or just the fact that she's such a disaster? <laughs> probably both. It's both, yeah, probably. Yeah, I just had to run out because I noticed that I looked back at the door back there and Jude was peering in through the window. Oh, I've seen that. that. And, uh, yeah. Yep. So I had to go out and like, now he's in here. But the great part of it is, I don't know if you can see him or not. I think my chair is in the way. But he comes in and then he stands at the door and looks out to wait for Catherine to come home anyway. Right. He wants to come in, but he only wants to come in so he can peer out the window and see when she's coming home. So I mean nothing to this dog, apparently. Don't worry about my feelings. They have you know their I mean? person. That's it. Oh my, he just goes berserk for her. It's it's amazing. I mean, he's great. We have a great relationship all the rest of it, but he, honest to God, you would think he was going to hang himself if she didn't come home on time. Mm -hmm. He just gets nuts about that. It's weird. I can ask you one more question before we move on here. Do any of you own a dog? Yep. I have a little Pomsky. Oh, that's right. You do. Yep. Um, Andy, you do, I know. Mm -hmm. Kitties. We got kitties. I don't know how the hell this is possible. But Jude, every day at 3.57, walks to his dish. How the hell does he know what time it is? Cats do the knows. same thing. Yeah. 
I, I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, they they know there's a there's so, sort of like a circadian rhythm there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And they get messed up with when the time changes as well, the fall back, mm-hmm. spring ahead situation. Yep. Yeah. It is that close. You're right. If you change by one hour, it throws them way off because it's like, well, wait a minute. Well, both cats that I've had in the last in the last 25 years, both of these cats would uh, right about September 15th, almost to the day, they would start sleeping in the linen closet. <laughs> And so that, that, was, that, was, that was their winter sleeping place. Yeah. <laughs> they feel the temperature changes. Yes, they I, the do. little one who's always here uh, with us every morning sleeps on me every single night. Really. But it's seasonal. <laughs> right. It's seasonal because when it gets L.A. cold, that's when she starts sleeping on me. And if it's summer, she is nowhere near my body. Mm-hmm. What, did Brittany quit the job? What did she do? She's walking Amy out and oh. slash going to the bathroom. You know, when two women go to the go to the women's room together, it's going to be a long Uh-oh. trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gossiping. So just, They're gossiping about all of you. Probably, that. probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Look, I just looked across the top of the uh, the rack here because Kristen and Gelfin are on the bottom. But the top, you go from my green shirt to Andy's red shirt to Tevin's kind of kind of gray, but leaning white so we got red, red white and blue i'm gonna use it for white right okay. now but it, works. it's close enough look at that we're all festive on the front the top row yeah. and you guys typical backstabbers should it say yeah. princess does that say what princess is, does it say princess yeah, it, does. it says princess polly who's that uh princess polly is an australian brand uh, a fashion brand oh big shot cool mm-hmm. yeah I, they gave this to me for free. Oh, I knew it had to be a freebie. Yeah. And it was- oh, it's so comfortable. It is my favorite. And they gave me um, a green um, bomber jacket and a red leather jacket, and they are gorgeous. I would imagine so. After after um, all those years in radio, like I, even when I left radio, it took me about ten years before I bought an article of clothing. You know. That was it. Well, because we got so much good free mm-hmm. stuff, you know. I'm still yeah, every sock, nice. almost every sock I own, I have gotten for free because of the JB when he was the um, oh sure yeah the equipment guy. He'd always just give out socks. He's like, yeah, we we have tons of them. Have some socks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Who doesn't love go. free stuff? Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Half of when a I would swag say swag bag arrives at your house. Like when I go to my PO box and there's a box mm-hmm. waiting for me, I get really excited. Yeah, eighty percent of the furniture oh. in my house was. We got it for free. People are like, oh, we're getting rid of this. I'll take it. Sure. Sounds good. Kristen, I got to tell you something. I, I mentioned this this morning. Mike Gelfand, you weren't here then at that time. But I wanted to honor um, Norman Lear, who died at 101 oh, years old. Right, Norman yeah. used to come on the old Q morning show all the time. He's just a really, really, never met him in person, but I talked to him on the phone. One of those kind of guys. Hmm. But I wanted, to, I wanted to just think of Norman yesterday. So I watched the very first episode of Sanford and Son, which oh. he and Bud Yorkin did together, right? Yeah. It was a magnificent show, by the way. 71 years later, it's still funny. 71 no years old? Yeah, I, I see those reruns occasionally. Oh, 51 years old. Excuse I was going to say, there's no way. <laughs> I was no, like, right. wow. <laughs> Time has gone by fast. 71 was the first year of it, I believe. Maybe 72. 70, no, 72. Mm-hmm. 72 was, yeah. Well, January, so, yeah, so it was close to 71. Tom, where did you find Sanford and Son? Like, what streaming platform? Um, God, I, it's, it was on, I believe it was on Peacock, I think. Okay, great. I think so it's on a number of sites. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say Tubi and Pluto are probably great resources for yeah. Norman Lear. Yeah. There's probably channels dedicated to it, but I know a lot of people are probably searching out his shows right now. So just wanted to make sure I, we got that out. I saved this line for you and Gelfan to be in studio. The rest of us were, well, Andy too, we're already in studio. But uh, Lamont, his son, Fred Sanford's son, Red Fox. You mean the first Lamont? Lamont. The first Lamont. Remember, there yes, were two the, Lamonts. Was the very first episode. I didn't know that there were really. Yeah, there were two Lamonts. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think that. I think the original Lamont. This is a phrase I hear increasingly in the last few years. I think he aged out. Oh yeah. Oh, you think he got too old to be a Either son? Either that or it was a contract dispute. So there's a Lamont is given a statue, a porcelain statue. And he knows it's worth a lot of money. It's just pristine. It's beautiful. And they argue over what it's all about. And, of course, Red Fox goes, what a waste of time looking at that thing. That thing is hideous. And he's just arguing every point, right? So they go to an auction. To an, Well, first of all, they go to the store to ask about being in the auction, right? Mm-hmm. So Fred Sanford, son Lamont, come walking through the front door with the porcelain. With, he's just holding a box. You can't see the statue. And the owner comes up. And what does he say? This is uh, 1972. Well, I know what they, they what people said to me every time I went to a, a, a fashionable country club, which was, can I help you? That was pretty close because the owner, he sees the, both men come in. He looks at him and goes, oh, deliveries are in the rear. Oh, <laughs> ouch. I mean, that, that was a stinger 51 years ago. Yeah. So that's the chances they took on that show. And it worked beautifully. It, yeah. it really did. It helped people out a lot. Yeah, it was it was, was just one crazy. version, like of All in the Family, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot like All in the Family, which there are a few things mentioned on that show probably wouldn't be mentioned in today's uh, no. stuff either. No, no, they would but, not you know, fly like, in twenty twenty three. No, but Norman Lear and Bud York and rolled the dice and took a chance, as did Red Fox, of course, and Damon Wilson, who played Lamont. They took a role. They took a chance, and it worked because that show was a big hit for what, like six, seven years, something like that. Oh, at least, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was about that. Well, yeah. Norman Lear, so, I mean, he, just, was, he was a guy with humility too. Yes, absolutely. Lived to be a hundred one years old. I liked it, Kristen. I really, I always liked his work, no doubt about it. And worked up to the very end. I mean, he was someone yep. who just did not retire. Loved what he did, and continued. I mean, he really was extremely successful all the way up until the very end. He was doing a lot of those um, live versions of some of his old shows and producing mm-hmm. with new actors, and uh, he loved it. I think that's incredible. I do, too. I, well, that's why we loved it so much. I think that's exactly why it was so good, because he loved it so much. He had a great line. He said he was like, this was like, I think on his like 99th birthday or something. And he, and he said, and I'm just paraphrasing, but he said something like, yeah, he said, I'm still working, but I'm not as sharp as I was when I was 95. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a great line. That is a great line. A uh, lot of good stuff coming up for the holiday season. Notice I said holiday season because, mm-hmm. you know, Ixnay on the UJ, Gell fans. Tomorrow is Hanukkah. I thought Hanukkah started today. No, it's today. I- is it, isn't it tonight? tonight? It's tonight until next tonight. Friday. Yeah, it's tonight. yeah oh, it starts tonight. tonight. At sundown. Sundown, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's today, yep. Or tonight, I should say. Yeah. So we were both wrong. I said today, should have said tonight. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. Halfway between. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, 
well, you both acknowledge the holiday, so the, that's the good part, no question about it. How is the feeling in LA? Is there a, is there a, any spirit going on? Any holiday feeling out there? Is everybody Aww. still madder than hell? Um, I unfortunately not a lot of good news because yeah. they just released the numbers out of the strike. Seventeen oh. percent of the entertainment workforce lost their jobs due to the strike. Seventeen percent. Seventeen percent, and they um, said that there's about a twenty-six percent contraction um, of the industry overall that will continue for the foreseeable future, including like they said, you know, not just the pandemic, not just the strike, but we have officially seen the end of peak TV. So. That is going to be, we're going to be yeah. seeing a lot of budget cuts and continued layoffs. I think a lot of people just also saw that Spotify laid off 17% of their workforce ahead of the Ooh. holidays. So, yeah. So I think we're going to see this kind of overall um, for the foreseeable future. And, and I think in reaction to the strikes and in reaction to the delayed production schedules, HBO just said, hey, like this is what we're releasing in 2024. Yep. But yep. a lot of your favorite shows are not coming until 2025. And that includes, um, and just like that, Euphoria and The Last of Us. So we've got a solid year, year and a half before we will see those shows come back. How about the news release by Spotify? Did you see that? Mm-mm. They released a statement that said, yes, we've cut back some of our workforce so we can do a better job for you. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, they had record profits last month, by the way. But they just said, yeah, you know that. That's true. And um, last quarter, and they're just like, hey, we have to do this because we have too many people doing the same job. You know that. They just want to make the record profits profiter. (laughs) More profitable, of course. Yeah. That's why newspapers have about, uh, you know, typically about one third the number of employees that they had 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Is it even one third anymore, Mike? Well, I think that the figure I heard was that about 75% of the employees 20 years ago are gone now and, well, and not God. replaced either. Well, the formula is you take all the employees that were employed back then mm-hmm. and you subtract every editor, and that's uh, how you get what they're like today. Boy, that sounds like a panacea to me. <laughs> well, not a fan of the editors, huh? Well, you know, it's a... Uh, you know. As someone who works for a media outlet, I can tell you that you're expected to um, at least do your own copy editing. It does go to another editor, but uh, you're also expected to be the photo editor. You source the photos now, too. That doesn't you don't have somebody else source photos for you any longer. Yeah. Yeah. And and oftentimes, you know, at some places you're often doing the producing and the editing of your videos. You're expected to have five or six skill sets that even 10 years ago you wouldn't be expected to have. I could see it. I, I, one question before we do move on from the subject, Mike, why do they still offer a printed version of the newspaper? Well, I think a lot of people, uh, mostly older people, obviously, mostly people 70s, over yeah, 65, yeah, even 70. I think I think yeah. they, they like the feeling of being able to sit back in their favorite chair and, and read this this real newspaper okay. in front of them. I like I mean, I don't I don't subscribe. So I, I read everything, most just about everything online. But occasionally I'll get a, the print version of the newspaper. And I, I, you know, maybe it's just nostalgia at this point. I don't know. I but think that once deal. the boomer generation is gone, we will see the end of print. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, yeah. No I mean, we're, we're rapidly seeing it now. Yeah, there's no, no question. But still, you know, the, the both 
both the Minneapolis papers and and the you know St. Paul still has a newspaper even though it's like four pages. But you'd mm-hmm. be amazed at the number of people who subscribe to those four pages. Yeah. Well, Catherine, I still get the Star Tribune, and that's only about six pages. So there you go. Oh, it's yeah, and and, and that's like a you know that's like the World Book Encyclopedia compared to compared to the St. Paul paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember yeah, as a kid is. when we got the Sunday edition, it was like it had to have been fourteen trillion pages. Oh, the oh, Sunday God. was massive. You could yeah. hollow it out and live in it. And that's why that's that's how newspapers started to really go into decline, like like mid-sized new cities newspapers, because they were making a fortune on those want ads. Oh God, yeah. Oh God. And yep. there's no yep. want ads anymore, so they lost this huge part of their revenue, and 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 then they lost they lost all the auto dealer revenue because you know yep. they they started just publishing their own little little uh, magazines or whatever you want to call them. So mm-hmm. and studios, movie times, and things like oh, that. In the entertainment yeah, movies section. too. Yeah. So what? What yeah. the 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 best revenue promoter in newspapers like the Star Tribune is the obituaries. That's the good part. They charge a lot for those obituaries. Oh God, they sure do. Yeah. It's hundreds That's of cool. dollars for like fifty words. Oh yeah, it's, no, I I see obituaries in in there all the time that probably cost three thousand. Yeah, it's it's absurd how much obituaries cost. And well, wow. it's 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 also it's a well to uh, put it lightly a dying market mm. because um, yeah. I like the average person, like uh, the average millennial. You know, when we die, are we going to be like, oh, please put my obituary in the local paper? No, right. Only if I want nobody mm. to know that I died. Yeah, then I'll put it. Right. Exactly. It goes on social media. Social media has become yeah. a place yeah. to announce yep. passings. Yeah. Yeah. It's like once the boomer generation and maybe some of Gen X has passed, newspaper obituaries are just not going to be a thing anymore. And they know it. So no. they're like, might as well gouge while we can. Well, Listen, also, also the- there's another aspect to it. And that is like in a newspaper like the Star Tribune, because just because the readers are usually over 65, you know, they're people who are really eager to see the obituaries. So it's actually it works both ways. People, they're probably they're probably more people reading the obituaries than than are reading the sports section. Yeah, definitely. You guys just keep talking. I'm looking at the TV guide right now to see what's on TV tonight. Rangers <laughs> season uh, finale is on tonight. Uh, that was a joke, actually. TV guide doesn't even exist anymore, does it? Now watching it, it slowly scroll. What's on Channel 7? Okay. Channel 8. Got it. <laughs> was Chan- it the Ackerman family, I think? Was the Ackermans or Ackerberg? They own TV guide, right? They were the best friends of like Ronald Reagan. I do remember that. Let's see here. No TV guide anymore. Annenberg. No. Walter, Annenberg. Walter oh, yeah, the Annenberg. They, they also own the Reader's Digest. Yes. Yes, they did. But that's gone too now, isn't it? I hope so. <laughs> I, never... I think online versions are available for both. Yeah. Yeah, the Reader's Digest, they still have a website, yep. Mm. And actually, they look. it looks like they might still be in print. Which you mean is... there's still humor in uniform? <laughs> they have a circulation of three million. Wow. Wow, that's really? impressive. And, and if it's in print, I bet the type sizes are very large. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And also, <laughs> I bet like 2.8 million of those are to doctors and dentists' offices. Yeah, that's true. Probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, after the pandemic, most doctors' offices, at least here in Los Angeles, they don't carry magazines anymore. 
Really? Uh, yeah, a yeah, lot that's of the thing that fell by the wayside. They're starting yeah, to get rid of them. Yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, what are you talking about? That was coming up big now. There oh, I just said tonight is Frasier's season finale on Paramount I Plus. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I loved Frasier, but I don't like this version. They of took it at away all. all the characters. It's just yeah, I don't did. know. It feels so hollow now. Yeah, it looks like a just a, a version of the Golden Bachelor at this point. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Kelsey Grammer's how old is he now? Let's see. In, I'm gonna say he's in the 70s. I would say I would oh, say like mid no, to late he, 70s. He's only 68. Oh wow. Whoa. Well, he's had a rough life though. Have yeah. you read his no, um, biography? He's 68 for 30 years. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Well, I mean, like when well, Frasier first started, what year was that? Let's see. Frazier started in 1993. He was my age when that started. That's wild, because I always no. thought of him as old. I, he, he looks like, yeah, he's like the old stuffy professor, but no, he's like barely even middle-aged when he started that show. <laughs> Andy, go back. Stuff. Go back to when he joined Cheers, because okay, yeah, he was he's even a baby younger and still yeah. looked old. Also, yeah. at 37, he had that apartment shut Well, up. yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Good point. Oh, well, remember my friends God. how they lived in Manhattan? Yeah, there was yeah. That. Well, they actually explained that later because uh, they inherited it from someone's grandma. I think it was Monica's grandma yeah. or something. Oh. And because of and rent, rent control, rent control. So keeping the yeah. family. Yeah, the line was, and thanks to rent control, it's a freaking steal. That's explained rent in control. one sentence. They go, we need to address this. We, they wrote it's one sentence. Just rent control. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but people don't understand rent control in Manhattan. They'd be like, okay, it still doesn't seem. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, oh, I guess the rent's been controlled. No need to worry about it. There you have it. I have to ask you a question. The reason I didn't care for Frazier, the supporting cast was not very good, particularly his son is not good at all in that Frederick? Show. Is that who it was? Freddie? Freddie, yeah. Yeah. Freddie. Hey, did you like him, Kristen? I thought he was good. I mean, yeah. I think maybe the problem is is that it was so the original series was so centered on like Roz and Daphne. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you just you kind of miss those dynamics. I mean, John Maloney's no longer with us. So yeah. I mean, gosh, that was that was so funny just to have like this beautiful, luxurious apartment and that like really that run down. Chair. Easy chair in yep. the middle of the living room, which you know irritated Frazier all the time, and have a dog in the house. Like all of those little things that you yeah. knew sent Frazier's OCD into the stratosphere. Yeah. We're no longer there. Well, and they kind of tried to do that with Freddie by making him a little bit of like an antithetical character. Mm -hmm. But it, I don't know. It didn't, didn't work as quite well. as well. Yeah. Because he like, so he, won he was going to be the golden child. He was going to go to uh, Harvard, but then he dropped out. And, you know, obviously Frazier didn't like that, but it's not quite enough, I would say. Oh, and of so course, they, Niles with Ni no, Niles, Niles being sort of the foil. Yeah, Niles was, yeah. He was phenomenal. probably my second favorite character on the show after Frazier himself. Why didn't David he Hyde come Pierce back? is fantastic. Why didn't he come back? He's very busy on Broadway. He is. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he goes from like show to show to show. And I think he just said, you know, I've done everything I can with this character. Yeah. And yeah. you have to think about that because he's turning down TV money. He's probably not making as much money on mm -hmm. Broadway, but he's mm -hmm. like, I'm good. I've put it in my past. Well, we just uh, finished up Home Improvement and they were offered a Guinness World Record breaking salary to do another season. And they were like, nah. Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Brittany does not like that. No, she was she was doing a thing. Scooby Doo. Have you guys been hearing all this stuff about Tim Allen? <laughs> yeah, I saw no. that on what? the Christmas yeah. set. So Casey Wilson, who was a guest star, she was only on one episode of The Santa Claus, which is on Disney Plus, just said that um, Tim Allen was a bitch to work for. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Never dressed her, didn't look her in the eye, was complaining and whiny on set and said he literally was the worst person she has acted opposite. Well, maybe he was a bitch in prison that might account for his attitude. <laughs> his oh. cocaine trafficking. <laughs> that was in Minnesota. Sandstone uh, prison. Oh, really? Yeah, I did it was not up know north. Huh. Yep, he was a sandstone prison in Minnesota. That's where they put him. Was that fe federal prison? Yeah, I yeah, believe sandstone. I think it is, right? Yeah, I think, I so. think so. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I heard he is a massive. I only I met him one time, and it was for about two seconds. So, but I've heard he's a massive pain in the ass. Well, another thing, you know, I, I haven't seen. I've seen only. A few minutes of any shows he's in, but he is a terrible actor. He is. You're right. He's not very good, but he, a couple of big hits. So yeah. Oh, he's had a lot of big hits. Incredible career. I went to see a taping of Last Man Standing um, when Bill was working on I Love Lucy Live. The writer of that show worked on Last Man Standing as a writer, oh, and she yeah. took all of us to go see it. And, you know, he was you know, obviously nice to us. And she had worked for him for years and years and years, but you can tell like that, you know, the feeling on set when you go, there's always like an atmosphere and you know, like this is a cast that genuinely likes each other and probably hangs out, you know, and does barbecues or has fun parties together. And then, you know, the sets where people like just clock in and clock out. This was a clock in clock out set. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Uh, can you guys see behind me that little, that little brown spot over my, it'd be my right shoulder. By the, I lamp. By the lamp? I can see a lamp. Hey, no, no, the other side, right under yeah, the door. Oh, yeah. Is seat. that Jude? That's Jude's head. He's <laughs> peering out the window, waiting for Catherine to get home. Jude. Oh, Jude. Jude. <laughs> Come to my voice. Judy. I'll get him next time. Hey, Jude. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, I got to come in there so I can turn around and stare out the window. But I at least won't be alone. Dad, do you want to miss Mom together? <laughs> oh, God. It's un yes. Yes, I do. There's no question. So Anything cute. else you could be watching? Oh, he's a well, great, he's a beautiful dog. I, we have to ask Tevin if you applied yet for Squid I, Games The Challenge. I sent oh, him the casting right. application. I have everything filled out. I just need to make, I'm making my one-minute video for why I want to be on Squid Games. We'll get that submitted today. So when you guys see me on season two of Squid Game Challenge, uh, just know that I'll be thinking of you as I attempt to win $4.56 million. Do you want me to help right. film it? I just want to be a part of this so bad. So I was thinking I'm going to do a like, because uh, I'm not just going to stand for him. Like, oh, my name's Tevin. Yeah, yeah. Be. We're going to do something cool. Yeah, you got to do something cool. So if you have any ideas, I want to somehow, I think I'm going to do like the uh, spinning chair where I'm like facing the one way, turn around like, oh, hey there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to see you come in. Yeah, right. do you want to borrow my cat? No. Because you for spin with the chair, purpose. the cat in your. Uh, I think I'll use my dog because I think he's cuter than your cat. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a I gotta warn. I have to warn you about one thing, Tevin. So when I was on Wheel of Fortune, I just blew right off to the. I mean, I I just was great. 
You know, he was. from I top mean, to bottom, he was good. Please, <laughs> see, and this, but this actually is the point I'm making. So I, I, you know, I, I won all these. They didn't have money in those days. Just all these prizes. I got off some really good one-liners, right? Yep. And but all people ever talk about is how I failed to win the big one. So I just warn you, whatever you do, nobody's going to remember anything until you fall. Right. No, exactly. This is very so, true. Yeah, you know, and, like, if I actually got on the show, it would be cool just to be a part of the whole, you know, ecosystem that that is. And I would be, like, probably somebody that's not going to cause chaos until the end. And, well, did you watch the season finale of the... I did. I, was, I thought it was kind of bad. Like, I was like, it's kind I of a letdown. I thought it was really anticlimactic for all yeah. of the buildup they gave us over nine episodes for ten and I, we won't spoil it with the winner because mm-hmm. I know it just came out last night. But for all of that buildup to have such an anticlimactic final game, I was like, mm, yeah, okay. I, I thought the making of the the behind the scenes making of the Squid Game, I watched that afterwards, was more interesting than the finale itself. Kind of how they constructed everything and how you get you know almost five hundred people in a room and yeah. make all these things. So, but no, it was it was Super fun. Interesting. Um, I, I just want to throw out my idea for your video. I think mm-hmm. like maybe you should do like a DJ set. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we could. F- Honestly, because it gives them a look into who you are, mm, kind of like what you do, without like playing into like, look at me, I'm in my, my green sweatsuit, and I like love Squid Game so much. Give them like yeah. authentically who you are, because I think that that's what attracts them to contestants. Perfect. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll think of something to work that in there, and maybe DJ the Squid Game theme song somehow, and we'll make it happen. I like that. Perfect. Oh my I hope God. you get cast. So do I. I'm just gonna be like, and I'm giving you a shout out first thing. They'll be like, what brings you here today? Uh, Kristen Burt, uh, famous Hollywood reporter. Yes, thank you. And I'll mention Tom and Gelfan and Andy, uh, Amy Seaman. Um, who else? Uh, Judd. Can't Phil. think of any other names. Oh! I'm gonna mention Catherine. Who else? Who's the first person I shout out on my yeah. next show? I'll mention Jude. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sona, we just had a show. Seems like you forgot someone. Oh, London. You got London. Oh, London the cat. Who, yes, the now person that who needs it the most in her life. You Fine. That's, that's your problem. Bottom, You're too though. needy. From, yeah, exactly. I don't even want you to name it. Oh, by the way, I just did some quick math. Uh, based on your winnings in 1985, uh, adjusted for inflation, you won $21,000 worth of stuff. <laughs> Rich so actually, you—that's a lot of money to win on a single episode of a game show. And but. you got to bond with Tom by carrying that carpet mm-hmm. into exactly. your house. But yeah, like you, but like you said, that. you win twenty-one thousand dollars in a single day. But what everyone remembers is the money you didn't yep. win. Yeah, and what everybody like, will do is go, yeah, but that's only X amount after taxes. I like, never say that. Although do, everybody but says that. you got uh, prizes. Did you pay taxes on the prizes back then? Yeah. Oh, you, you did. Okay. You don't have you pay taxes on the actual value of them, oh, okay. not the inflated price they'll say on the show. So oh, what you right. have to yeah. do oh, then is you good. have to take you have to take all the stuff you got and then you have to price it out mm, so you can save okay. money on the taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mike, I have to ask: Were you on the ver? I don't know what year you were on, but was it the version where you used to be able to shop, or yes. was it just yep. where they give it to you? It was eighty-five. Yeah. yeah. It was un- unfortunately it was it was before they started just handing out the money. So yep. So so yeah. So I, you got the shop, and the the only well, thing I mean I, I got a lot of stuff that actually was was practical and I could use, but what I cherish most and the first thing when I really want a lot of money, shopping money, the first thing I purchased was the ceramic Dalmatian. Oh yes. Cool. Oh, yeah. 
I like this. So a uh, Panasonic color video camera and VHS recorder. Ooh. Yeah, they came in handy. At the time? At the time. Plus, priced five fifteen hundred dollars for a VHS recorder slash camera. Hmm? Adjusted for inflation, that's got to be like $8,000. Yeah, and the kids love playing with for, that stuff. For something that we would consider garbage today. It's and just... Didn't your son get to go to the taping, too? Yeah, I had uh, I had uh, Jake, yeah. my oldest oh, yeah, Jake, son, yeah. and the and this is how I got my first laugh, which was unintentional. They, you know, you know the, the part where Pat Sajak you know, chats with people, even mm-hmm. though he obviously sees and hates them all. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 he just he sometimes gets a bad rap. I got along great with him. Anyway, you know, he said, and Mike, I understand that uh, you're a family guy. And uh, so I, I, you know, in my mind, I went through a lot of jokes. And then, but what I said was, that, that's right. I, I, I said, and I've, uh, I've got three children. I've got uh, one in the audience and two in diapers. And for some reason, everybody laughed. So after that, I was off and running, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You couldn't you stop a, me. You got a taste of it. He <laughs> yeah. said, I, I like you. Like, yeah. They love me. They really love me. <laughs> yeah. So the real question is, do you have any of the things you won still? Uh, definitely the ceramic dog. You do. You still have that. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. There you go. The ceramic dog has lasted. It's got some chips in it. You know. Oh well. Yeah. Because the course. kids played with it and it fell over a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that for sure. There's actually, uh, there's actually a, a couch that the, uh, the Berkline sleepers, sofa, I, and recliner. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. But my, it's in my, it's in the like the family room of my, of my wife's house. Oh, there you go. Oh. So she has it, and uh, you know, I felt like uh, I wanted to leave leave her with some very valuable things. So I love listening to you. <laughs> I love her with the house too, by the oh, way. Oh, Mike from Blaine makes a good point, Tevin. There is mm-hmm. one name you did forget. Oh, who's that? D Hart. Oh, of course. My apologies, <laughs> Derek. I, of course, I will shout you out. You, you know what, you, Andy? You're the number one fan. That really hurt. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. Oh Mike from gosh. Blaine said it. Blame him. Maybe you should add Mike from Blaine to And your Mike list from Blaine. Well. There yes. you go. See? Both, yes. Very Did important you part Joe? of the show. Oh, d- uh, Joe, Joe. Officer mm-hmm. Dave. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, they all I'm had so a huge impact guys. on your life. Yeah. So it's important to you. I get You know that Mike from Blaine has been listening to my morning shows for 38 years. That's actually insane. Well, I don't. It's no, he's amazing. he's younger than me. I'm pretty oh, yeah, sure he's younger than you. So it's I, I, I don't know. He didn't. Yeah, he never. Suppose, s- yeah, from when he was. Yeah, that's true. From he, when he was well, very no, young. Well, maybe he was listening <laughs> the prenatal. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. So, I don't know if he's younger than you, Andy. Mike from Blaine. He never. He I don't think he wants to say his exact age. He just said 30s last time I asked. Really? Because so. he his mom used to bring him in the studio. Yeah, a couple times. Time. Yeah, a couple. Of times. <laughs> I feel like he was 21 when I started on the podcast like 10 20, years ago. Well, that about, about track, I would say. There you go. God, Mike. God, he's been well. So yeah. So basically, it, it's still it. I had the number wrong, but it is still his whole life since he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. fantastic. Oh my God! Look at that. we just run over time like there's no tomorrow. Kristen has a life to live. I have work to do. Go figure. But not Brittany. She has nothing to do in no. four minutes. No. And no one wants to give her a shout out. I'm giving her a shout out. I need it. Oh, I need it so bad. Thank you. If you're ever on any sort of game, please act like I influenced you at all. Absolutely. Kristen, have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And the rest of us will be right back for wrap up right after this. 
This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30-minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electric pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard name service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. Before you head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season, do yourself a favor and visit my choice, KNL Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does KNL have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition. Not K&L. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat with Jim in person at the store on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes or online at klgunstore.com klgunstore.com this is the tom bernard morning show podcast we are back for the wrap-up ladies and gentlemen i just uh checked a couple of things people sent me uh december temperatures could hit record-setting 50s and 60s in minnesota this week just last week uh over in the eastern hemisphere um december temperatures could hit record-setting low temperatures so Huh. Um, I don't know what to tell you. It's very cold there and apparently very warm here. Yeah, I don't know. We might. Uh, I can remember, I think, two snowless Christmases in my life. And this might yeah, be the third, it, maybe. Yeah, we, we had that year. I don't, I don't know when it was. Maybe eight years, nine years ago when there really was no winter at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we just yeah. didn't have a winter. 
I well, it's, it's El Nino, they yeah. say. And this yeah. year, apparently, it's also El Nino. Yeah. And La Nina is the opposite, right? It's like super cold? Or is that made up? Well, yeah, I think you're right. But then there's also the polar vortex. And there's that. And uh, then there's uh, a house where you have to walk around and with three pairs of socks on. So pity me is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's all that matters. Oh, man, no I, I, could, I could store ice cubes on the floor of my house. Really? Your house that cold, huh? Well, it's like it's like it's like seventy four. You know, if if my my like my head is enjoying the fifty five the seventy two year old temperature. Yeah, yeah. But my my feet there it's like fifty five. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know really what that's to do true. there. You know. And the bad air circulation causes that. It's uh well yeah I guess that's uh, it's just it's just that there's no there's basically you know there's no insulation there at all. Yeah, we have a room that's like that where the floor is freezing cold. Yeah. Because it's it's uh, basically like an annex to the house. Mm. So underneath it, there's no insulation. So in the yeah. winter, it's like yeah. frigid. I don't think there's any insulation in the walls. I think if you if you chip through the walls, you'd probably find like some, oh, maybe like a, a 1910 version of the Hong Kong Daily Express. <laughs> oh, we had, when we remodeled our basement in St. Paul, I remember we opened up the wall. And there was just, like, a bunch of garbage in there. Yeah, yeah. They were just like, we don't have anywhere to put this, so we're just going to stick it in the wall and seal it up, and no one will ever oh, yeah. know. Well, the house I grew up in in, in St. Paul, that was the same thing. If you went up to the attic, you know, and eventually, of course, the, the insulation in the attic, the what little ones, ones, what little insulation there was, would just start to crumble and fall. And that's when you could see the, the Chinese newspapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's a very good move. Uh, another story that appears, and I... I uh, Several people wanted me to read this. St. Paul City, St. Paul Council, I should say. St. Paul Council vote wipes away medical debt for thousands of residents. If I wrote that story, I would write, St. Paul taxpayers wipe away medical debt well, for thousands yeah. of residents. That's the thing. Right? Yeah. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. They well, they the taxpayers are all, they're all in, you know, I mean, many people file for medical, for bankruptcy every year just because they can't pay their their doctor's bills and that doesn't happen in any other country i understand what you're saying but they still should give the credit where credit is due it's not the saint paul council Mm. they voted but it's the taxpayers in saint paul that are picking up the tab and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but at least give them credit for it yeah right yeah yeah i mean I still can never get over the fact that I know I brought this up several times, probably never on this show, but I still love the fact that starting at 11 years old, I had my first job and I started paying taxes at 12, Mm. right? Yeah. Uh, So I've been paying paying taxes for many, many decades. I hate it that they take your money for Social Security and they hold on to it for 60 years. And then when they pay it back to you, they still take taxes out of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't oh, make much sense, does allowed? it? makes zero that makes sense. no sense. You get my money for 60 years, and then when you start giving it back, well, in most cases, it's probably about 45 years, I would guess. Yeah. Look at Jude now. He, he's even taking a po- more powerful position looking out the window. It's like, oh. <laughs> like, I know she's here somewhere. She's, oh, she's yeah. four minutes late. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't. You kept my money for forty-five years, let's say, and then when you give it back to me, you take taxes out of it. What? Yeah. How did we ever agree to that as people? And you know the rebates that we're getting in Minnesota—they're taxed. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make I, any I just, sense. Once again, 
could you give credit to the people who are actually paying the bill? It's not the St. Paul Council paying for it. It's yeah. the people of St. Paul. Yeah. It's one of those things like how in order to send in your um, tax forms, yeah. you have to put a stamp on there and you buy the stamp from the government. They could just <laughs> send you a pre-stamped envelope, but instead you have to go no. buy the stamps. It's just one of those little inefficiencies that there's a thousand of and they all really do add up. You know, one thing I've noticed that that I've noticed the the Democrats and Republicans are coming together in one area and they're doing it exactly like one another. So I'm glad to see they're at least agreeing on one thing, that everything you decide is a scam to get more people to vote for you. They are both doing that. It's disgusting. That's literally their jobs is to trick people into voting for them. Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, you can't blame them. It's the system. I guess. But, I mean, I hope people do realize they're not being nice to people. They're just trying to get you to vote for them. That's all. it. And it's both parties. Yeah, we're putting putting six lost episodes together for the Christmas uh, week that we're off, plus the first. Oh, you are? And I considered putting the Betsy Hodges episode on there. Just so I could be like, hmm, let's see what she said versus what she did. But I decided that would be a little divisive. <laughs> God, I haven't talked to her in a long time. Well, I, I did make that statement the other day. Uh, several several politicians became you know friends over the years. Betsy used to stop in all the time, all the rest she of it. She was on the show there a bunch Democrats. of times. Yeah, there were Democrats, there were Republicans, the whole deal. I have not heard one word from any of them in about five, six, seven to ten years. No, as soon as she got elected, we never heard from her again. No, never. Not, oh, none yeah. of them. Not one of them. They're very busy, Tom. Mm-hmm. Constituent well, service and all those things they do for us. Oh, yes, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Well, let's take a guess at the number of uh, politicians that are getting on this show. And yeah. let me show you the number. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> That's the, well, the whole thing is, you know, once they get elected— their job is to get reelected. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. No, you're absolutely right. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. But any big plans? Now, Mike, uh, Hanukkah starts tonight when the sun goes down. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to um, not light any candles. Although uh, if I had kids around, I would do it, you know. Uh, sure. My, my cat would probably just burn the house down. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. It would just be out of spite, I might add. <laughs> this is a cat who hates <laughs> yeah. everybody. Except me. <laughs> you guys are perfect for each other. No, that, that, right, exactly, yeah. The most antisocial cat I've ever seen. I mean, I look at this cat sometimes, and I just mumble, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take a break here, but that's going to wrap it up. Brittany, get off your ass. We'll see you tomorrow. We have two pieces of feedback forward. for Tevin quickly. Mm-hmm. Officer Dave oh, says to keep him out of your personal hell. <laughs> And, stay out of his mouth. And D Hart says, oh, "Stay out of his mouth." He says, well, that's a "You know I'm over for you, baby." So two Perfect. very different responses. They're busy talking over you, Andy. Uh, they apparently can't hear that you're reading something, which we're going to talk I, about again after this show. All that matters is that Tevin heard it. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> all that matters is that Tevin heard it. Yes, no. All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be right back. With the show right after this.